The last lesson, as, as Dave said, in our series uh, on Galatians, and in talking about the, the, the series, Identify Yourself, and how Paul was talking to the churches in the region of Galatia, and trying to help them understand and grasp their true identity, who they really are as, as disciples, as Christians. And we use that term a lot. And last week we really talked about identifying yourself, which that identity being revealed as you are God's child. And even seeing ourselves that way is different than seeing yourself as a Christian or seeing yourself as a disciple. We keyed off of the verse in Galatians uh, chapter 4, verses 6 and 7, which says, Because you are his sons, God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts. The spirit who calls out, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but God's child. And since you are uh, his child, God has made you an heir. He says, God, uh, his child, is, is, uh, uh, he has sent the spirit of Jesus in us. And that spirit cries, Abba, Father, because he's the only one who is the one and only Son of God, Jesus. He is the one who had that relationship. But if His Spirit comes into us, then because of that Spirit, we too can have that exact... We can have that level of relationship. We can have that one and only level of relationship with the Father. And I know, I don't know about you, but for, for, for me, I seldom think of myself in that level of a relationship with God. And that is an incredible thing. That's an awesome thing to think of. My identity is not just, well, you're a son of God, but you're a son like millions of others. But you, no, you're a son like the one and only. And having that level. And uh, he goes on later in, in that chapter, in chapter 4, verses 21 through 31, and he further explains that point about that exclusive relationship and how special it is. And he uses examples of Sarah and Hagar and, and Isaac back in the Old Testament. We're not going to go into all of that. We're going to jump on to the final thing is, how do I live with this new identity? How do I understand it? How do I live up to my family name? Okay, uh, Do I have a, a family reputation, if you will, to live up to? So I'm going to jump to uh, Galatians chapter 5. And in beginning in verse 16, he says, So I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. Now, keeping in context, he didn't talk about the Spirit of Jesus and then go over there, and now he's talking about Spirit. He's, the Spirit he's talking about in Galatians 5.16 is the same Spirit, that Spirit of Jesus that he has sent with our spirit, the spirit that, and, and, and you know, that spirit of Jesus that cries out, Abba, Father. He says, that spirit. So he says, walk by that spirit. Because if you walk by that spirit, you'll not gratify the desires of, of the flesh. Now let's just keep reading. Let's, let's finish out his thought here. Uh, so I say, walk by the spirit and you'll not gratify uh, the desires of the flesh. He says, for the flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit and the spirit what is contrary to the uh, to the flesh, that they're in conflict with each other, so that you do not uh, uh, you do whatever you want. But you are uh, but if you are led by the Spirit, you're not under law. Then he explains some things. He says, look, the acts of the flesh are obvious: sexual immorality, 
impurity, debauchery, idolatry, and witchcraft, hatred, jealousy, uh, skip discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambitions, dissensions, factions, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. Well, I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Jesus Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. So what does it mean? If you're in, those of you who are in my class uh, on Sunday morning, I'm always asking, what does that mean? What does that mean? We'll read a whole passage and find three words. What do they mean? What does it mean? Walk by the Spirit. What does that look like? If someone's walking by the Spirit, what are they, I mean, what is that, how do you know that? I mean, we would think, well, they pray a lot. That would be, you know, they'd be known for their prayer life. Bible reading, they'd be in the Bible. Walk, in the, walk by the Spirit, they'd be serving people. Of course, they'd be, they'd be coming to church. You know, they'd be here, the good attendance. When the contribution and stuff, they're giving, they're sacrificial. Maybe they're, they're, they're known for being evangelistic and all of those things. And we think about that. Well, that's what it means to walk by the Spirit. But I want to challenge us to think differently this morning. Okay? Because the context here is not trying to take one external code to the churches in Galatians and give them another code. Okay? As, as, as Dave read this morning from uh, Galatians 5, you know, about... For freedom, you've been set free. He's talking about that freedom from that code, that old law. And he goes, I'm not just trying to trade the old law for a new law. There's something different here. He says, I want you to start living a life moved by the Spirit. But it's very tempting for us because in America, in the Western culture, we like to list it out. Give it, what, what do I need to do? Spell it out. Give me a list. What do I need to not do? Spell that out. Give me a list. Okay, and then I've got my lists. And if I can be better at this list and, you know, this list or whatever, I'm doing pretty good. And that's how we think. That's how we're taught to think. That's how our culture for generations has thought. I think that the people maybe reading this a couple of thousand years ago, they were totally different in their way of thinking. They were much more experiential in their thinking. It wasn't at this list and this codified thing. It's tempting for us to do this. It's tempting for us to think, okay, if I do the things in Galatians 5, 19 through 21, then that means you're living by the flesh. Because if I do those things, that's living by the flesh. And if I do the things in Galatians 5, 22 and 23, that means I'll be living by the Spirit. So I want to live by the Spirit. I got to start doing this stuff. You know, I don't want to live by the flesh. I got to stop doing this stuff. And I think we get it backwards. What I mean is this. He's not trying to say, do this stuff and that means you're by the Spirit. Do this stuff and that will equal by the flesh. He's trying to help us to see where we are. If your life is characterized by the things found in Galatians 5, 19-21, the acts of the sinful nature. Okay, if that's, that's an indication that you're living by, 
You're guided by, you get your identity from the flesh. That's an indicator. It doesn't cause you to get your identity from the flesh. It, it, it betrays it. It shows it. But if you live your life characterized by the things found in Galatians 6, I'm sorry, 5, 22 and 23, the fruits of the Spirit, that's an indication that you're living by, you're guided by. You identify yourself with the Spirit that lives in you. So the things you do or don't do don't lead you to the flesh or to the Spirit. How you see yourself, how you identify yourself will lead you to those things. You understand the difference? It's subtle, but it is significant. Because how you see yourself determines how we live. And it's interesting. I found a lot of sermon titles. You know, I, I come up, try to come up with these things, you know, or what can I do, and I can take pictures and stuff. And I would search. I found tons of them for walk in the Spirit. Walk in the Spirit, in the Spirit, in the Spirit. I didn't want to say walk in the Spirit. Because the scripture didn't say walk in the Spirit. And then I did a search, and I searched under six different versions of the Bible. I could never even find the phrase walk in the Spirit. But I could find walk by the Spirit. Walk by the Spirit means the Spirit is actually determining the steps I take. I'm not trying to take a step and make sure I stay in the Spirit. The Spirit is actually determining which steps I take in the first place. How you live, how you see yourself in the world affects how you act and react with others and how you act and react with God. Do you see yourself in the flesh or in the spirit? But let me break this down because if you've got an older version of the Bible uh, uh, and, and, in, and Galatians 5, 19, it's going to say uh, the acts of the sinful nature, okay, and not acts of the flesh. Technically, acts of the flesh is more accurate. The word there in the Greek is flesh. And it actually just refers to the body, literally. And what I think he's getting at there is not that sinful nature, that inner desire. He's trying to help us to see that there's two different things we can live for. Do I see myself as a part of this world? Merely identified as I'm a person in this world. A human being with needs, desires, and rights. If I do, then I live completely by that perspective. Spirit refers back, as we've already talked to, the spirit of his son, Jesus. Do I see myself as a child of God? Do I identify myself as his son or his daughter? The son and the daughter of the almighty God. If I do, then I live my life by that perspective. Here's some of the results. If I live by the identity that I'm just a human. I'm human. And that's all I am. Have you ever heard of somebody say, I'm only human? Which is usually an excuse for I've really messed up. And my excuse is I'm only human. Do you see yourself that way? Then it's kind of like it's okay. He talks about sexual immorality and impurity. If I see myself as, hey, I'm just human. What I desire, I desire. We've heard the phrase, the heart wants what the heart wants. Or we just say, but I'm in love. It's only natural. This is how I was made. If I identify myself just as flesh, part of this world, 
that's how I see myself. That's where I get my identity. Then you know what? All of those things, they're, they're pretty much true. They're just pretty much true. That's it. You're in this world. You got your desires. You're a slave to them. You're going to be what you're going to be. That's how you see yourself. That's what's going to happen. And it's going to lead to these things. Because that's how I look at my life. That's how I look at myself. I live to please my desires, my emotions, as we get into the other things and going through. And then some of these, they really go together like hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambitions, dissensions, factions, and envy. As I thought about all of these and how they fit together, they all, you know, pit ourselves against another. Because if I see myself as just flesh, part of this world, I'm in competition with all the other flesh. Or well, I've got to protect myself against all the other flesh. And so I've got to figure all of this out. And so if I identify myself this way, then, then these things make total sense. Fits of rage make total sense. If I'm just human, defending myself against that human, I've got to do that. If I see myself that way. And those are the things it leads to. The drunkenness. Again, it gets back to this, the flesh wants what the flesh wants, right? I go to a club, you know, I have a drink, I have it too. Maybe I have, maybe whatever, it leads to more. Why? Well, because the flesh wants what the flesh wants. And I'm see, that's how I see myself. And what I want, that's what I give myself. You see how, how I view myself. And if I see myself of the flesh, meaning the world, physical, life, what we have here today, then it leads to all of these things, and that's how it leads to these things. And I love the last one, the etc. You know, it's like, Paul, it wasn't good enough for him to list all of those. That's good enough to pretty much just wipe most of us out. But he goes, and everything like that kind of stuff. And I think about this thing, is that when I see myself, I identify myself as, I'm just a man. I'm just flesh. I'm just in this world. And then I, I, I try to justify things. Even as a Christian, as, as a person going to church, I say, well, the Bible, the, the Bible doesn't say I can't do that. Does it? And then I realize, man, my flesh is really trying to guide me. I'm just trying to figure out a loophole. Or the, the Bible doesn't say I have to do that. Do I have to do that? Because again, we like to codify things, right? <laughs> Give me the list. What do I have to do? If it doesn't say I have to, I'm going. Again, I'm living by the flesh. I'm just looking for a loophole to find what I want to do and what takes care of me. But then he goes on to this spirit, right? The, the fruits of the spirit, meaning that the spirit of his son. And if I live by this, that's the results of living with this identity. He said, the results, man, look at this stuff. Love, joy. Peace, and when I memorized this one earlier, I loved to memorize it. Love, joy, peace, patience. And this new NIV threw forbearance in there, and it throws me off. It means the same thing, though. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Okay, now I'm trying to do these things, right? But, but, but even if I'm doing these things, that doesn't necessarily mean I'm living by the Spirit. But living by the Spirit will lead to a life that's characterized by these things. That's why they call it the fruit of the Spirit. I looked up that you know, definition. What does that mean? Fruit. And I looked up the definition of the word fruit. All right, It says, of works or deeds, fruit. 
being the visible expression of power working inwardly and invisibly. Now, this is the big one I like here. Uh, the character of the fruit is being evidence of the character of the power that produces it. Doing the stuff does not give me the spirit. Living by the spirit gives me these things. And that's why I said oftentimes we look, like, look at it backwards. Because again, that's the way we think. What do I got to do to get the spirit? I got to do more love. I got to give more joy. Got to be more patient. See, the focus is to be on the spirit. The focus is to be on your true identity. See, I don't want you to focus on love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. I don't want you to focus on those things. That would be trading one set of laws for another set of laws. What I want you to focus is being close to the spirit of Jesus that lives in you that gives you your identity. I want you to focus on your true identity, which is being a child of God. I want you to see life and live life from that perspective. Identify yourself to yourself. I am a child of the Almighty God. Now, what is the Spirit of Christ in me prompting me to do in this situation? Not, I just need to be more loving. Well, maybe. If you really feel like that's where the Spirit of Christ has taken you. But start with the Spirit. Don't start with the fruit. Because how I see myself affects the decisions I make. And the decisions I make affect the outcome of my life. And that's why he's telling you, if you see yourself as fleshly, worldly, just part of this world, just a man, that's going to lead you here. If you see yourself as a child of God, the one and only of the Almighty, if you truly see and identify yourself, that'll lead you here. Because you'll live by your identity. And the outcome of your life is going to be determined by how you see yourself, your identity. That's why, okay, in Galatians 6, he starts picking that up. He picks up that theme. And in verses 7 and 8, he goes, guys, don't be deceived. God can't be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. Whatever sows to please their flesh, from that flesh is going to reap destruction. Whoever sows to please the Spirit, from the Spirit is going to reap eternal life. That sowing means how I live, what guides me, how I see myself. You can't identify yourself with the flesh and expect to reap the benefits of the Spirit. It doesn't work that way. He says, God can't be mocked. You ain't going to fool him. You ain't going to trick him. You ain't going to pull one over on the old Almighty, all right? He says, man's going, you're going to reap what you sow. If I see myself truly as a child of God and walking by the Spirit of God, by that Spirit, then I will reap eternal life. If you're sitting here today and you might be thinking, wow, the acts of the flesh far more describe my lifestyle than the fruits of the Spirit. That's possible, but if you do, don't think, I need to start loving and being joyful, being patient. What you need to do is think, I need to start seeing myself differently. I need to start identifying myself correctly. I am a child of God. I, 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 I need to live like I'm God's son. I need to live like I'm God's 
daughter, like the one and only. I need to identify with the spirit that lives in me. That's where I want you to focus. That's where I want you to, to put your energy. Not energies, not just, I need to be, be more loving. Because you can force yourself to do that for a little while, but it's just, it's awful tiresome. And eventually we just give it up. And if you need help, well, he tells you, look at Galatians 6, 1 and 2. He goes, guys, if somebody's caught in a sin, you who live by the Spirit should restore that person gently. Okay, restore them what? To their true identity. Not just to actions, but to their true identity. To restoring them to live by the Spirit. We have an identity from God. As he said in Galatians chapter 3, verses 26 and 27, those of us who have been baptized into Christ have clothed ourselves with Christ. Our identity is to be swallowed up with His. The What is His identity? The one and only from the Father. Many things try to steal that identity. Many things try to change or alter or twist that identity. Sometimes we try to change it ourselves or justify a different identity even to ourselves. But don't let that happen. Embrace your true identity. Live your true identity. Because as the scripture said, whoever sows to please the Spirit, from the Spirit will reap eternal life. Amen.